Hello and welcome to Words of Wisdom, a podcast dedicated to reflecting on the wisdom of the book of Proverbs. Your host is Dr. Jerry Weirwool, who will share life-giving truth from Proverbs that will help us become wise and discerning. Wisdom is a journey, and we hope you will join us for this exciting adventure. Proverbs 13.11 says, Wealth obtained by fraud will become little, but the one who gathers by hand will make much. This proverb presents antithetic parallelism as we see the two lines are contrasted against one another. However, the two lines are not exactly stating the opposite of each other, but they are stating two different perspectives about how to acquire money. The first line, which states, wealth obtained by fraud will become little, is making a moral judgment about accumulating money in a certain way, that is, by fraud. The Hebrew word translated fraud literally means a puff of air or vapor. The metaphor is depicting something that happens quickly or with haste and doesn't consist of anything that is involved or time-consuming. The Hebrew word is translated fraud rather than vapor or puff of air because the context of the proverb is not simply referring to the circumstance where perchance somebody gets a windfall, inheritance, or gift. All of these are instances where someone could acquire money from doing nothing or very little. A common modern English expression that captures this meaning is out of thin air. It refers to the nature of the circumstances by which a person receives the money. They did not do anything personally that would amount to an equivalent exchange. It is as though the money just suddenly appeared out of thin air. Another expression we might use in modern English is the phrase easy money, to denote money that is obtained with little to no effort. But the proverb is going beyond this and seems to be describing something with a negative and disapproving undertone, likely suggesting some sort of disreputable or contemptible action. Receiving a windfall, inheritance, or gift money is not wrong, and they don't constitute the behavior of a fool as depicted throughout the book of Proverbs. On the other hand, a foolish person is often depicted as doing wicked and unrighteous acts. And so to get wealth from a puff of air is probably better nuanced as by fraud because the fool is likely seeking to acquire money through immoral or evil means that don't require an equivalent exchange of value. The fool is trying to exploit and take advantage of people so as to get something for nothing. The English definition of fraud, according to Merriam-Webster, is the intentional perversion of truth in order to induce another to part with something of value or to surrender a legal right. The sort of value that we are talking about that is to be exchanged for wealth can be anything from materials and possessions to skills and labor to knowledge and counsel or advice. The principle we find in the book of Proverbs that lies behind chapter 13 verse 11 is that a wise person works hard and manages his wealth carefully while a foolish person is lazy, spends money carelessly, and is inclined to use dishonest means to gain wealth. The consequence that is stated for those who acquire wealth by fraud is that the money will become little. The Hebrew word translated become little is often translated as dwindle in several modern English versions. What the line is saying is that there is an an inherent consequence or result that accompanies acquiring money quickly or by fraud, and that consequence is that it won't last. But the question that this then raises is, well, why does it become little or dwindle? What makes the wealth not last? In explaining the meaning of this saying, Old Testament scholar Crawford Toy states in his critical and exegetical commentary on the book of Proverbs, 
that the reference is probably to reckless expenditure in luxuries, dissipation, speculations, and illegal venture. In other words, the wealth doesn't last because of the way that it is spent. And the reason why the wealth is mishandled is because of the manner in which it was acquired. There is a direct correlation between one's attitude and perspective about money and the way they use it. Remember, very few sayings in the book of Proverbs are absolutes and universal truths. The wise sayings in Proverbs are meant to express general truths and expectations for how life is to be properly lived and warnings about the danger of foolishness and wicked people. And so, they are designed to give motivation and reasons for choosing a particular course of action in life. The motivation here is that easy money might seem appealing, but at the end of the day, it won't have an enduring quality. It will dwindle away. In contrast to the person who uses fraud or other illicit means to get quick money, the second line says the one who gathers by hand will make much. The object wealth should be supplied by way of ellipsis from the subject in the first line, and the identification of the person's own hand that is in view helps fill out the sense of the second line, so it more fully reads like this. The one who gathers wealth by their hand will make much. The phrase translated by hand literally means upon the hand, and it is an idiomatic expression denoting consistent and purposeful effort in the acquisition of wealth, and the manner and that manner of achieving wealth accords well with Proverbs' overall emphasis on patience, integrity, and godly character. To gather by hand is very powerful imagery because we can't pick up and carry a lot with just our hands. In the ancient culture, harvesting at the end of a growing season was done manually, by hand. Whether it was wheat, barley, figs, olives, grapes, etc. For example, in ancient Israel, in order to harvest grapes, either to eat or press into wine, people had to pick the grape clusters one by one with their hands. And this technique is still practiced by many vineyards even today. The point is that picking clusters one by one may not seem like a lot of progress that is made with each pluck, but over time the quantity of grapes that has been picked steadily grows. And furthermore, the potential damage to the grapes that is avoided when each cluster is hand-picked is safeguarded by placing it carefully into a basket or pouch. Thus, over time, the entire harvest is eventually accomplished with the highest yield of fresh grapes that is possible. The main point that is being conveyed through the phrase gather by hand is not the quantity or quality, but the manner with which the gathering is performed. To gather by hand figuratively refers to the diligence and concerted effort that one must exert. And when applied to wealth, as it is here in this proverb, it symbolizes the slow, incremental, steady accumulation that happens with each handful of work that is done and money that is received. This is in opposition to gaining wealth by fraud that is quickly, because that wealth is not produced by one's own hand, by their own abilities. There is a personal dimension being addressed here when the proverb talks about the wealth that one gathers by their own hand. The proverb does not express the reason why accumulating wealth hastily or through fraudulent means will dwindle, nor why patient, consistent work will increase one's wealth. Both categories of individuals are liable to poor financial management, economic fluctuations, theft, and other mishaps. Moreover, a diligent worker might work hard to earn a living, but because of the amount they receive as a wage, they survive paycheck to paycheck and never really accrue much residual wealth or savings. Nevertheless, the proverb is not addressing these sort of circumstances and questions. 
The underlying principle that the proverb is trying to get us to understand is that those who work hard for their wage by means of their virtue understand the value of their wealth and give necessary and appropriate oversight to its safekeeping and wise use. While the person who gains wealth quickly or deceptively without much effort will lack the proper appreciation for the money and will likely then mishandle it and waste it on meaningless self-indulgence and other frivolous expenditures. In order to illustrate this proverb, I would like to describe an incident with New Jersey resident Caitlin McClure that happened in 2017. The incident begins with McClure starting a sort of pay-it-forward GoFundMe campaign to raise money for Johnny Bobbitt a 36-year-old homeless veteran who had helped McClure when she ran out of gas driving home from Philadelphia and was stranded on Interstate 95. Bobbitt met her sitting next to the guardrail on an I-95 exit ramp in Jersey and used his last $20 to buy her gas so she could get home. As an act of thanks and to give back to Bobbitt for his surprising generosity, McClure set up a GoFundMe campaign to raise $10,000 for Bobbitt in order to help him get off the streets. McClure recounted the story of their meeting on the side of the road, along with a few candid photos of them at the gas station, and explained in vivid portrayal how Bobbitt selflessly, how Bobbitt selflessly gave what little money he had left to help her. It is an incredibly touching story, and the campaign went viral, with over 14,000 compassionate donors giving over $400,000 to the campaign in less than three weeks. This was unbelievable and far exceeded McClure's target goal of $10,000. But trouble began to unfold when Bobbitt filed a lawsuit against McClure in 2018. And not just against McClure, alone, but also her boyfriend at the time, Mark D'Amico. And as more details began to be uncovered by officials, it became known that Bobbitt, McClure, and D'Amico had actually conspired together. It came as a shock that the entire story was a hoax. The three had met at the Sugar House Casino in Philadelphia earlier in 2017 and then decided to concoct the story together soon afterward. Officials discovered after going through 67,000 text messages that McClure had admitted to a friend in a text just one hour after the campaign went live that she had made up the story on GoFundMe. Bobbitt had filed the lawsuit against the couple after they had deposited only $25,000 into a bank account for him. It was later revealed that in a matter of months, D'Amico and McClure had spent the majority of the money on themselves blowing the bulk of the $400,000 on vacations, casino gambling, a BMW, two trucks, a helicopter ride over the Grand Canyon, designer handbags, fancy clothing, and other purchases. During the court hearing, McClure informed the court that it was largely D'Amico's plan, and she had only been playing a part in the plan and had tried to stop the campaign twice, but continued to go along with it because of being pressured by her boyfriend D'Amico. McClure and Bobbitt both pleaded guilty to conspiracy charges and theft by fraud. McClure could face up to four years in federal prison, and Bobbitt, who potentially had a more passive role in the conspiracy, will likely face similar sentencing. However, D'Amico also pleaded guilty, but as the leader behind the scam, he could face a maximum sentence of 30 years in prison on the two charges. Moreover, McClure, D'Amico, and Bobbitt 
are required to pay back the over $400,000 in donations to GoFundMe, and in addition, they will have to pay on top of that whatever penalty fees the court decides at a future hearing. This sort of story exemplifies the point of the proverb that quick, easy, and dishonest money will dwindle. Examining the way that McClure and D'Amico rapidly and frivolously spent the donations makes this point perfectly. They didn't work for the money, and in fact, the money wasn't even theirs to spend. They deceived others, exploited human compassion for those suffering, and greedily spent the money on selfish and vain pleasures. There is a reality to incrementally earning money that develops discipline, character, and responsibility. If we are willing to work hard and be mindful of the money we receive, God can help us steward our finances well and receive the greatest value and blessing from them. The key principle is really not how much you earn, but it's what you do with what you get. And those who stumble across money or cheat others for it typically don't give much thought to how they should spend it, and thus they almost always end up wasting it away on meaningless things. Thus, the wisdom of the proverb is that God blesses those who gather wealth by hand, that is, little by little, in honest and sincere work. Life is not about getting rich quick, but by being rich toward God in all that we do, especially when it comes to money. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Words of Wisdom podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we would be so appreciative if you would share this podcast with your friends. And if you have been blessed by this work, please consider supporting the podcast by clicking on the donation link in the description.